KYPM, Elisa here. Thanks for tuning in to our podcast. We hope this podcast inspires you and encourages you to see more of Jesus in your life. God bless as you listen in. KYPM, it's truly a great opportunity and privilege for me to be able to speak on this podcast. Um, truly, it's a privilege to bring God's word to you. And before I begin and go into the word, uh, let me give a sh- quick shout out to my life groups. Shout out to Teens Life Group. If you guys don't know me, I'm the zone leader and Teens Life Group leader. And I'm also part of a campus life group known as Stephanie's Life Group. That's the name of our life group. Um, don't ask us why. Uh, but yeah, before I go into the word and message, can I just invite all of us here to join me in prayer? Father Lord, thank you for this time that we can gather and listen to your word. I pray, God, that this word of God will fall on fertile ground and that truly, God, that you... Uh, receive all of the glory today, O oh God. As I speak, O oh God, hide me behind the cross, O oh God. May all the attention and, and focus, O oh God, be upon your word, O oh God. Not be upon me, O oh God, but be upon your word. And may you be glorified, O oh God, through this. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, so many of us who are listening, we're probably listening to this with our live groups. So if you're listening to this with your live groups, what I want to encourage all of us is to type in the chat, you know, engage with the message, uh, say an amen, say an oof when you relate to something in this message. Uh, But really, I want us all to really actively listen and engage in the sermon as a community, especially if you're a live group. But if you're alone, you know, it doesn't matter if you're in a car listening to this or if you're alone in a room listening to this, you still can engage, say an amen. No one's going to think you're crazy. Um... But yeah, as we go into this message today, I've titled it Call to Radical Living, What It Means to Be a Disciple. And we're going to dive into three uh, verses here today. It's a short passage, but in these three verses, there's just so much meaning. And what I believe here is that we can see from this passage is that it's the Christian's call. It's the Christian's command to live at a certain standard. It's a Christian's call to live a radical life for Christ. Many of us have a negative connotation of what radical means. Maybe your, your version of radical Christians is like that guy who shouts on the street, you know, you're going to hell if you don't repent of your sins. Or maybe it's that, that person that goes up to everyone and just uh, preaches God's word. And yes, that is a form of radical Christians as well. But in simple terms, if you want to talk about this being a radical Christian, it's really about standing up for something or standing up for your faith because you believe that it is worth um, standing up for. It's standing up for your faith without compromise. And to a certain extent, it's standing up for something that's worth your entire life. And I believe that's what Christ is calling us to. I believe that He's calling us to radically live for Him. So how many of us here over the last couple of years, and I know 2020 and 2021 feels like one big entire year mashing up two years into one, just like feeling like such a long, long year. But how many of us, even during this pandemic, have set goals? How many of us have set um, targets that we want to reach, uh, certain uh, resolutions that we want to hit? And for some of us, we actually get started on it, you know. Some of us start working out more. We start, you know, doing, um, eating more healthier food, okay. So we go into this uh, cycle of new habits and like, okay, we're working out one time a week, two times a week, three times a week, four times a week. Now we're working out every single day. And it's like, okay, I feel healthy, but it's getting a little bit tiring. And gets more tiring and gets more tiring and they start losing consistency here and there and slowly and slowly but surely we drop out and, and if you want to hit it closer to home as a christian we go through this as well maybe you know back in those days when we could have camps and 
and in conferences man, remember those days or when we met up in church more ready, regularly and we had experiences with God and we were filled with the Holy Spirit and we were filled with this fire in us and this passion that you know when we go home we we're like dude I want to do my devotions every day I want to read my Bible every single day I'm going to pray to God every single day I'm going to worship God every single day every single minute of my life and then we go on this uh, streak of having a, a, a devotions every single day for like two weeks and in that time, we feel like, oh, you know, life is going great. We have a great relationship with God. But slowly and slowly, it becomes a little bit more tiring to commit to. It starts a little bit more tiring. It starts feeling a bit more like a chore now, you know. We get lazy, you know. We, we get lazy and lazy and we're like, okay, you know what? It's, um, I'm just going to do my devotions before I sleep. I'm just going to push it towards the end. I'm just going to do it before I sleep. I'm still doing my devotions. You pull out your Bible plan and then you read from the Bible plan. And then slowly and slowly, you're like, okay. I'm very tired. I'm just going to do my, do my devotions tomorrow. Definitely going to do it tomorrow. Tomorrow comes, you didn't do it. The next day comes, you still didn't do it. And boom, it's one month later and you have not spent any time in devotion. You haven't spent time with God in such a long time. And for many of us Christians, I'll be the first one to admit, I've been through this and I've been through lots of cycles of this. And for us, uh, longer Christians or some of us who have experienced this a lot of times, we begin to question why. You know, why can't I do it right? Why can't I have a good uh, devotion life? Why, why am I so inconsistent? Why do I always drop out? Is there something wrong with me? And this is the harsh reality of following Jesus. This is a small uh, picture of what it means to follow Jesus, is to do our devotions every day, to, to spend time with Him daily. Um, but the harsh reality is that this is a small commitment of following Jesus. And Today I'm just going to bring us a really, not, not an easy message for me to bring. Or Previously I had another message uh, planned beforehand and I even told Pastor David you know, I had this previous message but then I felt like that message wasn't uh, right for this time that we're in and I felt this message come into my heart on being a disciple for Christ, you know, called to radical living. And truth be told, I would rather be preaching the other one because I was more confident on that. But with this message, it's really something that I know God is calling me to, to bring us to us here today. So before I go into the passage, uh, I'm going to ask us a question. And you can ponder upon this question throughout the message. And you can even pause this uh, podcast to even think about the message. But the question is, who has control of your life? Who has control in your life? So we're going to go into the main verse here, in the main scripture, Luke 9, verse 23 to 26. So if you have your Bibles, I, I suggest that you guys open up your Bibles. If you have a notebook and pen, do jot down notes, do actively engage with the Word. So Luke 9, verses, Luke chapter, Luke chapter 9, verses 23 to 26. Then he said to, to them all, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross daily, and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit their very self? Whoever is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his glory and in the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. Now, taking it from the passage, I don't want just this just to be another, you know, pick up your cross kind of sermon. I want us to really think about it though. I really want us to think about what it means to deny yourself and pick up your cross daily, to take up your cross daily. 
this passage said by Jesus himself. He is calling us. It's a command. It's on how to live. The blueprint, the spoken truth of what it takes to be a disciple of Christ. This is Jesus himself saying this. From the passage that we're going to dissect, study and meditate on, we can see that Jesus is calling us to a radical living and he's not hiding it. Deny yourself. Pick out your cross daily and proclaim the name. If I'm going to summarize this message up in three points, I'm going to say again, you can summarize it to deny yourself, pick up your cross daily and proclaim the name. So deny yourself. What does it mean when Jesus calls us here to deny ourselves? Deny ourselves, to deny ourselves is to basically say yes to God, say no to the world. It's to, to put the focus not on ourselves. That what, that's what it means by denying ourselves. To not put the focus on ourselves, but to put the focus on God. And, and, and to say yes to th- things of God. To say yes to God Himself. To say no to the world. An example of saying yes, re- because when you say yes to something, you have to say no to something. An example of that will be when you go to the gym. If you go to the gym, you're saying yes to a healthy life or a high- healthy lifestyle, health- better habits. On you're saying no to lazing around the couch. If you say yes to healthy living or healthy eating, then you're saying no to eating ayam goreng medi or eating McDonald's for like three times a week. If you say yes to sleeping early and having a productive schedule, you're saying no to Netflix binges until 3am. So essentially what I'm saying here today, to deny yourself, It's not only to say no to these sinful desires or to say no to our fleshly desires. I I don't know about you guys, but I've always uh, had this problem where I kind of procrastinate with my devotion time. And I'll I'll be the first to admit, I I do this quite often. Okay, so uh, I'll give you a scenario. I will be watching YouTube and I already set my devotion time. Let's say I'll set my devotion time at around 11pm. Okay, and I'm watching YouTube, okay. I'm watching YouTube and that's like it's like 10.55 uh, already and I'm supposed to do my devotions at 11pm. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do my devotions after this video. There's 10 minutes left. I'll do my devotions straight after I watch this video. And after the video ends, then suddenly another video pops out. I'm like, three minute video. You know what? This is not going to hurt. It's This is a short video. I can do my devotions after that. And I watch another video and another video and another video. Suddenly, it's 2am. And I haven't done my devotions. I'm just too tired and I just want to go to sleep. Okay. So, denying ourselves can also look like that. It's to say yes to know that when we know we're supposed to do our devotion, when we know we're supposed to spend time with God, when we know we're supposed to go to church, when we know we're supposed to tune into the sermon, or when we know we, we have to go and spend some time in prayer and to really commune with God. It's, to say, it's really to say no to all these other desires to do things that are awfully easy. To be honest, watching YouTube videos is easy. Watching Netflix is easy. Saying yes to doing devotions, that's take, that takes commitment. And Jesus, ask, uh, Jesus is asking us here, when he says deny ourselves, is to put him first. First among everything. And Jesus is asking us to put him first over everything else and everyone else. Just five verses down in Luke 14 verse 26, He says, if anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. 
you have to love Jesus over everything. You have to put him first over everything. And when Jesus says here to hate your father and mother, he's not literally saying asking you to hate. The word hate here is to say to the to love less than him. You need if you love your father, if you love your mother more than Christ, if you love your wife or your husband more than Christ, if you love your brother or sister more than Christ, if you love yourself more than Christ, you're not worthy to be his disciple. You can't be his disciple. So Jesus is calling us here to put the focus on him, to deny ourselves and put the focus on him because he is far greater, far more worth than anything and anyone in this world. The next point is to pick up the cross daily. Jesus calls, calls us to pick up a cross daily. And what does that even mean? What does picking up a cross daily mean? To some of us, we may already have a picture or we may already have a definition of what picking up the cross means. Some of us look at picking up the cross as a burden. It could look like a sickness or a tragedy or something that we're struggling with or a series of unfortunate events that, that, that keeps happening to you. That could be your burden. Or some of us are looking at, uh, at it as a burden of being a Christian. As I said earlier, you know, having to say no to so many things or maybe, you know, um, living to a certain standard, you know, saying no to certain things that we want to do and because we are called to live at a certain standard. And sometimes we may feel like, oh man, what a burden to be a Christian. But honestly, after reading this passage, I don't think that's what Jesus is calling us to. I don't think that's what Jesus meant when he said to pick up our cross daily. When you hear the word back in those days, okay, when you hear the word cross, it can only mean one thing and one thing only, death. Back in Jesus' days, the cross was a symbol of torturous death. It was a journey of, of, of hate for those Roman, uh, Roman criminals. They will be beaten up, they will have this, to carry this heavy cross and they, while go, carrying their cross, they'll be going through a crowd and they'll be thrown with insults, ridiculed with hate. And that's what essentially Jesus is calling us to do because at the end of a crucifixion, no one lives. All these Roman cr criminals, even Jesus himself, died on the cross. This is what Jesus is calling us to do. He's not calling us to merely, when he says picking out a cross, I, I don't think he's merely saying to pick out our burdens because guess what? He's already died for our burdens. He's already died for our sin. He's already died for our shame on the cross. So when he calls us to pick out our cross, it means to die. Die to what? Die to self daily. And this process of dying to self daily is a process of surrendering your life to Him every single day. The process of picking a cross daily is going to be accompanied with insults. It's going to be accompanied with ridicule from people. People are going to question you. Why are you living this way? Why are you so goody to shoes? Why are you living such a holy life? Because when you surrender your life more to God, you're going to be more attracted to the things of God and the things of this world will look less and less um, attractive. But it's not going to be easy as well because people are going to try to pressure you into giving in. They're going to pressure you into not, to not do what you know is right as a Christian. Discipleship demands sacrifice here. And as we can see, Jesus didn't hide. Jesus didn't hide it, that discipleship demands sacrifice. In fact, over here, he's warning us. He's like, bro, if you want to follow me, this is what you got to do. If you want to follow me, it's not going to be easy. And if you want all of God, if you want all that God has for you, you have to surrender your whole self to God. You have to give all of yourself to God. 
God answers all our questions. How many of us can agree with this statement? If God is worth living for, He is worth dying for. This may sound radical, but that's what God is calling us to. He is calling to radical living for Him. Now, my main message here is not to go out there and to literally, especially during this time in COVID, is to go out there and just die for Christ for the sake of just dying for His name. That's just so that I can say I died for Christ. No, that's not why I'm encouraging this. But when I was thinking about this message, I was brought back to this um, scenario that I always thought of in my head. You know, as a kid growing up, I always thought of this scenario. I don't know why. I honestly don't know why. But when I was growing up, I always had this scenario in my head where I, I don't know where it came from, but like I was in a restaurant. Somehow it's just always in a restaurant, okay? And a terrorist would come in and we would all be held hostage and the terrorist would point his gun to my head and he tells me, if you don't deny Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I will shoot your head. And oftentimes, every time I think about this scenario, the big question will pop into my head. What would my answer be? Would I deny Jesus? Or would I stay strong to my faith and take the bullet? As a disciple of Christ, what will your answer be? What will your answer be? I'm going to close soon. If you notice, the title is a short form for the, for the word control. And if you look at your keyboard at the bottom left, you see a CTRL. This call to radical living, this CTRL, depends on who controls our life. I don't know about you, but after this COVID, I'm done trying to control my life. After all I've been through in my life, after all that I'm trying to do that to just control my life, I, I, what this COVID has really taught me is that I don't. I don't have the control. I can't control. Everything that I do to try to control, I would just lose it. And it kind of shows me also, the world has no control of what happens. The only one who has control of this world and of my life is Christ. And I'm done wrestling with God on that. I'm done wrestling to try to control my life. The first thing you need to do, CTRL, to radical living, the call to radical living, is a call to surrender and give God control of your life. And that means surrendering, that means sacrifice, and that means commitment. The first thing you need to do to be God's disciples, to, to radically live for Christ, is to surrender. That's, that's the first and most important thing to do as a disciple. Even as a Christian, you have to surrender every single day, to pick up your cross daily, to die to self daily. And the last point, to proclaim His name. You know, verse 26 always scared me as a kid, and even now, uh, reading it sometimes it does also scare me a little bit it says here in verse 20 it says whoever is ashamed of me and my words the son of man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his glory and the glory of the father and of the, of the holy angels and that's that's quite um, kind of shocking to hear at times when we read that because I don't know about you guys but sometimes <laughs> I admit I have been ashamed to be a Christian it's not a new thing it's not a new thing a lot of us maybe also feel that way, that we're, we're ashamed to say, yeah, I'm a Christian. We're ashamed to stand up for what we believe because it's against what the world believes. We're afraid to stand up for what we believe because everyone has a different opinion on it. But as we know, we're called to be disciples and we're called to make disciples. We cannot make disciples if we're ashamed of the name of Jesus. And to think about it, when we, when we talk about shame, Jesus took the ultimate shame on the cross. He was, he was 
beaten up and he was naked on the cross and he died for our shame. He already died for it. And sometimes looking back and reflecting on my own life, I, when I think about being ashamed for Christ, I, I kind of <laughs> get disappointed in my own self. I'm going to tell you guys a, a, a short story as I close. You know, back in the days uh, when I was in college, make it sound like so long time ago, but I was in college like last year, okay. But basically when I was in college, I was the CF vice president, okay. And I remember this one time where we were preparing for CF and we were just outside class waiting to go inside the classroom. And then we were just hanging out, maybe just playing guitar in the hallways. And then suddenly this one of my classmates come up to me and say, hey bro, what is this? Uh? And I'm like, dude, this is CF. And he was like, oh, you're in CF, you're Christian. Uh? And I was like, what? That was one of the most, I could say, embarrassing or shocking points of my life. Here I am. Maybe I've been a Christian leader in church for about two or three years at that time. And I am a CF, I'm not just a CF member, I'm a CF vice president some more. And here is my own classmates, shocked to find out that I'm a Christian. Shocked to know that I'm a believer of Jesus. And that really shows how much I was proclaiming Christ in my classroom. How just by my actions, just by my words, I wasn't reflecting Christ. And this is a really real story to tell all of us. It's not one of my proudest moments, but it's one of my most realest moments ever. And maybe this is a question for some of us to think about and to reflect upon. Does your life truly reflect Christ right now? Does your life truly proclaim His name right now? As we close, definitely some, some of us may find that this message is tough. Some of us may be thinking a lot about our life right now. May I encourage us to continue pondering, to continue thinking about it, and to continue thinking about what was said here. But not only that, to lift it up to God, to surrender it to God, to pray to God about it. At the end of this message, it's not about how to be a better Christian. This message is not about how to be a better Christian. It's not to be, even to be about how to be an extremist Christian, how to be the most extreme version of a Christian. No. At the end of this message, it's on being a disciple of Christ. It's not a call to live a better life for Christ. Okay? It's a call to radical living. The call to radical living is to surrender all of your life to Christ, to be His disciples. Because he came down, he suffered the, the torturous death on the cross. And when I mean suffered, I really mean suffered. And the excruciating, excruciating pain on the cross. Just so that he can reconcile us with God. He conquered death so that he can give us this free gift of eternal life that we didn't earn. And all he's asking us to do is to really surrender all of it, our life to him. And to live for his name, to not be ashamed of his name, but to truly proclaim this message of hope in our hearts to the people around us. But the question is, what are we going to do with this free gift? What are we going to do with this free gift of eternal life that we have already received? What are we, what are we going to do with this life that we have here? Are we, going, are we still going to wrestle with God to take control of it? Like, like say, you know, God, you want to control this. You can control my church life. You can control my life, good life. But like, you know, my college life and my love life and my family life, you just don't touch. Some of us may, 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 may feel that way, if you're really honest. I've definitely feel that way. But let me encourage you guys. As I'm done, I'm done trying to wrestle with God and I, I hope as you reflect upon this, you can see that the best thing you can do is not to get hold of your life, but to surrender your life to Him. Are we going to try to control, continue to take control of it? Are we going to CTRL, accept the call to radical living, 
to be his disciple and give God control of our life so that we can live for him. Let me close in prayer. Father, thank you, God, for this message. I pray that even as some of us may be listening to this in our life groups, I pray that you will bless the time of discussions. I pray that, I pray that you will bless the time of the word. And God, may we, O oh God, ponder upon what was said. May we, O oh God, uh, live, O oh God. May we aim to live, O oh God, a life radical, O oh God, to, call, to your calling, God, to be your disciple, to, be, to truly live out what it means to be a disciple of Christ. And I commit all of this into your mighty loving hands. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. That's a wrap for this week's podcast. If you've been blessed by it, share the word and tag us at YPM GT Plan. If you're looking for more, check us out on Spotify for our past podcasts. We're praying that you have a great week ahead and God will continue to transform your life.